Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 200 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast with me, your host, Anthony Domenico, coming to you live every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Facebook, live on Instagram over at Comic Anthony D. But as always, the podcast is available at kmfpodcast.podbean.com, as well as on iTunes. And while you're there, please do not forget to five-star rate and review I love reading reviews. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. And that's you guys. Definitely five-star rate and review. Can't say it enough. Built Bar is releasing new flavors. They've got new puff flavors coming out, a strawberry cheesecake. I tried it. It's amazing. They also sent me a caramel almond bar. I don't know if it's out there yet, but definitely go check it out. BuiltBar.com. Use code WWBROPODCAST. Save yourself 10% off your order. Sail away, coffee fans. The, this that time of year, peppermint mocha is now available. This flavor is absolutely amazing. They call it Slay Ride. So you can go to sailawaycoffee.com. Use code WWBRO10. Save yourself 10% off your order. They do ship all over the country. So even though it's a Long Island company, it's why one of the reasons why I support and work with them, they will ship to you wherever you are. SailAwayCoffee.com. Use code WWBRO10. There will be a bonus episode this week of the Keep Moving Forward podcast. You can get that episode over at uh, Patreon.com slash KMF podcast. I keep wanting to say WWBRO because it will always be with me. And this is the 200th episode. I keep wanting to say it, and I say it every week. Eventually, it will get out of my head, but that's why I keep messing up. But anyway... It's live, so I'm sorry. But one one very important thing before we get the podcast started, if you can go over to my link tree over at Comic Anthony D, there is a link there uh, for the John Ziegler's GoFundMe. It says, help John Ziegler. My buddy John Ziegler's battling cancer. He's, he's fighting hard, um, but he can't work, can't do a lot of things. Bills pile up. Whatever you can give, please uh, help him out over at Comic Anthony D on Instagram, my link tree. It's his GoFundMe page, and he thanks everybody because you guys have been awesome and amazing um, with the donations. So, once again, Comic Anthony D over in the link tree, and all the other links there too for the podcast and everything else. But let's get to this episode, uh, one that I'm really excited for. Um, I first saw Matt on Catfish Season 1, and I never related really to a show probably more than this one, uh, and I'm really excited to have Matt on. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I am good. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. And like I said, I saw your episode of Catfish uh, back in season one. I mean, man, years ago. No, how long ago was that? Actually, it was like uh, 2012 is when it came out, and I think it filmed in 2011. Okay, so that was a, that was a long time ago. I can't believe how long that show's ago, been on. Yeah. I feel like it was like yesterday. Yeah, and the and the show's like I mean, it's always got been pretty crazy, but I feel like it's escalated a lot. And it's it's pretty different from the first couple, especially our episode that came out. Yeah. So when people 
hit me up. They're like, oh, you were on that show? Were you the catfish? And I have to say yes, but like, <laughs> if they didn't see the episode, they're automatically like, wow, you're a piece of crap. And like, you probably ruined people's, like I've had people harass me and be like, you've ruined lives. And I'm like, no, I did it. Just no. playing with food. I promise I didn't ruin anybody's <laughs> life. I was over. It's ruined my life, not anybody else's. Like, you know, yeah. it's, you know, it, it is one of the most genuine episodes, I think, in the season. You watch the whole series of it. I stopped watching because it got to a point where it's like, okay, if we can't do this detective work ourselves, I mean, now with, like, Instagram and everything, I mean, I could pretty much do my own catfish show. But yeah, I always think, like, you know, in the early seasons, that's where you find the, the real stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I saw this episode, and I it was like, I relate to everything you're saying, you know, especially with... Being overweight, I was overweight my whole life. Um, my weight is a big insecurity for me, uh, especially mm-hmm. with women, with girls. And I understand how easy it is to have, you could have that relationship with somebody over a phone or a computer. Um, mm-hmm. Was that originally why you ventured into a chat room or it was just like you were young and it was a thing to do? Yeah, uh, I was around um, when the internet just started. And so it was just like AOL 1.0. I don't even know if they called it 1.0, AOL original. That dial up. You know, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was just, and I've always been fascinated with technology, um, just obsessed. And I ended up having uh, a stepdad who was a computer technician. So back, like nowadays, everybody has 10,000 computers in every room. But back then, it was, no, it was like really cool if you had one computer in yeah. your house. But my stepdad at the time, um, being the computer technician, he helped us all have our own custom-built computers in our rooms. And so when AOL came out, it was like I was on there just set loose, uh, just going (laughs) into the chat rooms. Going wild. Um, Yeah, just it was just interesting to know that somebody was on the other – I mean, this is before cell phones even. So, like, there wasn't texting or anything. And so it was just interesting to be in there and – and that's how I ended up meeting Kim was I was actually my my buddy was signed on his and I don't know how he met her, but I just randomly started just being trolling her basically. And then I was like, you're actually pretty cool. So we just started talking and then it escalated to like the phone. And I was like 14 at the time. So. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I remember yeah. the episode you guys, they said like 10 years and you, but you guys were yeah, yeah. watching like, wow. So 14, this starts, you're in Washington, Kim's in Michigan. Yep. So at that point, and because it, it, again, I'm going to bring it back a little bit to really if mm-hmm. younger viewers. If you just picture what Matt said before, there was used to be one computer in the house. I mean, everybody's <laughs> got a phone, an iPad, a laptop. In our house, there was the computer was in the living room, and that was the computer, and like that was it. If someone was using mm-hmm. it, you had to wait to use it. I know, I you know, first world problems, but I'm just <laughs> bringing it to a different time where it wasn't like everybody had a device on them so here you are you're 14 years old you meet somebody in michigan which is almost halfway across the country now mm-hmm. was there was there something like maybe satisfying in it like maybe in the back of your head you're like well i'll never meet this person so it's okay to open up and and have that kind of relationship i think at first it was like it was just it was interesting to be talking to somebody from so far away um and it, there was something therapeutic about knowing that I probably wasn't ever going to meet this person and it wasn't even relationship wise or anything. It was just to have someone to talk to. And then, um, as, and it was just, 
it was it was nice it was nice to have her around like and and have someone to confide in just and knowing that I wasn't going to actually meet them one day yeah. um uh but I also was like really young so it was just interesting because sometimes people watch the episode and they're like well, why didn't you like why didn't you go see her why wouldn't you go see her for so long like i'm 14 years old man <laughs> like what you want me to like get on a horse and just start riding over there i don't yeah you, I, want from you me. gotta think about that you know you guys were in your teens i mean it's hard enough to get that like to the mall as a teenager on yeah. your own let alone now you're gonna you're gonna travel i mean uh-huh. and were you like when this first happened like did you tell your friends and family about it right away were you kind of like did it kind of hesitant uh, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure my family just knew because, you know, back then you couldn't really talk to anybody in secret because if you're on the, the Internet, no one could use the phone. And if you're on the phone, no one could use the Internet. That's so true. if I'm always on there talking to her, they're like, oh, he's talking to Kim again. Jeez. So. Uh, so, yeah, they definitely knew and they were OK with that. I mean, <laughs> well, they yeah, probably just wanted they, to see you happy and everything. And if you found, you know, you yeah. found somebody now as this relationship progresses, um, you know, you were pushed off meeting her. Like when you guys, when was it like a real problem that like, you know, you were pushing that off? Was it when you got like maybe into your twenties or? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, the thing is, is the other thing people don't realize, cause you know, people watch the show and it's like, it's, it's a very, especially like my part on it. I feel like, um, is very, everything's very quick. Mm-hmm. It's just the, like, it's, I don't even think it was like an hour long if you had the commercials in. So like, very no, short. Very, it was time. a very fast moving. I rewatched it this weekend. Very fast moving uh-huh. episode. Yeah, for like a really long story <laughs> between the both of us. Yeah. And in that story, because a lot, a lot of people are like, why didn't you meet her? You know, you talked for so long. And I'm like, well, I don't know how your life goes, but uh, in 10 years for me, a lot happens. And there's a lot of up and downs, um, especially me. I always end up moving a lot. I just like, and then I also have been struggling with uh, depression and anxiety all mm-hmm. my life. So just dealing with all of that and just the ups and downs of life. Um, and then eventually it did get to the point where um, my weight was like such an issue. But honestly, because people are like, oh, is that why you didn't want to meet her? And it wasn't even not that she doesn't mean a lot to me. But it, at that point, when because at that point I was like over 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. So it's like nothing there that's all there was for me was like so like being able to talk to her was therapeutic and I've always cared about her and it was great to have that connection but it wasn't like oh I don't want to meet her because of this it was like I'm struggling to want to stay alive yeah (laughs) which is something that I did not even really talk to her about and it wasn't because I didn't want her to know or whatever else it was just like an internal battle that I was dealing with every day and so I didn't disconnect from her completely, but I also like meeting her was not at the top of like, there was not a lot of stuff at the top of my list besides just trying to figure out how to stay alive. Yeah. So. I mean, people don't realize that if you haven't, I mean, I, my, my highest, I was close to 600 myself at, at one point. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, you said something on that episode that I, when I rewatched it again, I was like, God damn, like that's a fear and a feeling that if you're not in that situation, you don't know about, you said like, you mm-hmm. know, be dying and then being embarrassed when you yeah. die of who you are. And for me, I had those feelings because it was mm-hmm. like, I always like, if they find me like one, 
how are they going to get me out of where I am? Is exactly. it, it's going to be a scene? Like I just didn't want to be a whole fucking a whole story. Yeah, <laughs> like they got to bring me out the back way, or like I just didn't <laughs> want like any of those things. Like you know, you know the worry. It's crazy that you think about that. Like you know, that's what you worry about. But it is. It's a, it's a real fear, and I mm-hmm. you know, and the, you said that it hit home. So I guess like you know, for TV purposes, they had to cut a lot of stuff. They had to rush it. They had to make a story out of it. So yeah. I mean, rewatching it now without the commercials, it really was like bam, 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 bam. Like you know, yep. this is what it is, and it made it kind of seem like you were just like, eh, I don't want to meet like this and that. And it was, a, I think, more of a story in there. Um, yeah, even watching that now, you know, uh, almost ten years later. But you know, if people don't haven't dealt with anxiety and depression, you know, you don't realize that. Yeah, even though you have somebody who you know, care, you care about them. It doesn't matter because you're not worried about that. You're worried about your yeah. everyday life. And so you did. When you did the show, um, you had you were down about like 65 pounds at that point too. So mm. were you at a certain point where you're like, I'm coming out of it and I'm taking control more, more control of my life? That's uh, That was, I remember this very clearly. Even my memory is not the greatest, <laughs> but this I remember for sure because that was a big point for me because I did battle with, and I think they might've showed it on the show. I can't remember that part, but I battled with even doing it because I mean, like I said, not meeting with her wasn't about anything except like I was dealing with my own stuff. Um, and when the show came up, it was like, now I'm trying to decide if i'm going to go in front of at the time i thought maybe like a couple hundred thousand yeah. people maybe now it's like a global thing where people from all over the world are hitting me up <laughs> um and i'm like oh cool i can't wait to be breathing hard on this show there's um, something people like it's seeing yeah. this stuff live it's like oh my god we're in dms like it's like it's like if you, it's crazy i mean you think about it yeah millions of people saw this yeah and i uh and I was like, and even at that point, it wasn't even my brain. I don't even know if I got that far in it. It was even just because, you know, if you're going to do stuff, you're going to meet producers. You're going to and like also I'm going to meet Kim and and just have to deal with like the cameras and, and all the stuff. And this is in a moment in my life where like I'm just getting out of years of just sitting in the apartment and barely leaving. Like the yeah. only time I would leave would be to go maybe get some groceries or some basically to get essential items um other than that i was in my room for most of the parts so i'm like okay and this is how i'm gonna so i decided because at that point the weight loss started because um i realized that i was being very negative a lot of my life about a lot of things understandably and i was saying no to like literally everything so i was like you know what dude spot on with that yeah yeah i said i'm gonna start and it seemed simple, but it really did change a lot of stuff because I said, I'm going to start saying yes, like no matter what. Like if someone says, hey, do you think you can take the trash out or do you want to just go to the store with me even though you're not getting anything? Anything equaled cardio compared to not leaving my room. <laughs> so I was like, if you're going to the store, I want to go with you because you're going to be walking around and that's at least some steps. And so I just started saying yes to things like that. And um, and so that's that's what ultimately got me to say yes to this, because I was like, I'm, I'm doing the yes thing. This, uh, you know, this is just another thing that I need to do for myself. And I mean, so that rings like so true to me, what you're saying, like, because I did. I, I said no to a lot of things. I said no. Mm-hmm. And it probably hurt my comedy career in the beginning. I said no to gigs. I said no to a lot of things. And you close you know, a lot of doors. And yeah. You say people no. don't ask twice because I'm not. I'm no, I'm no, but I'm not famous. 
You know, no one's mm-hmm. looking to come see me do comedy. Like you think about the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things. So when that happens, Booker's ask you, "Hey, you want?" You say no a couple of times. I'm not asking him again. I'm not, I'm not chasing him. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's the thing. Like you know, when you, you mentioned this, I was I was wondering this too because like I'm kind of I was trying to put myself in your situation mm-hmm. and how I would have felt and stuff like that. How is it like so? The producers contact you like is that like a surreal moment? Mm-hmm. Are you like is it like nerve wracking or you're like? It... Oh, well, to be honest, like I didn't know, like the show wasn't a thing yet. So, okay, and I and I know that Neve had uh, like a movie that he put out. And Did you see it? Shows. I saw it after. I okay, yeah, I saw so it too. It was really pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah, I thought in the beginning, I thought it was all like a prank at first or something weird. I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> like his brother was um, pranking us like he would show up and it'd be them like, hey, surprise. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was once I wrapped my brain around it, then it was like, OK, now I got to start making some decisions. So, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, it's crazy because I, I can imagine that I guess now because the show's you know, it's part of the culture and. It's all, you know, it's been parodied on Saturday Night Live. It's all, you yeah. know, we get that thing. It's, it's a joke, too, like, you know, because we're in the age now of internet dating and everything. And it's like, am I being mm-hmm. catfish? It's like, it's, it's, it's become part of our, you know, our terminology, so to speak. It's, it's, yep. it's in, it's in there. And I, um, I could imagine like sitting at home and getting a call and be like, hey, um, you know, this person you've been speaking to like 10 years, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to interject now and we're going to make this happen. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, like, uh- a little bit of invasion of privacy here. So I'm like tired of your games. The games are over, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you do, you decide to, okay, I'm saying yes to this. Uh, you're making changes mm-hmm. in your life. So now you, you meet Kim and you were pretty open and honest with her, man. I, I mean, listen, I can't say this to girls in private, but stuff so that you said, mm-hmm. like I, I'm shy. I'm very shy and embarrassed of saying these things. You put it on the line. Uh-huh. Were you expecting something different or you, was it kind of like you, you, which her response was kind of what you thought would happen? I didn't know. I'm, I've always been this way and, and it, it sucks sometimes when you're insanely honest and you just put your feelings out there because mm-hmm. you're going to get rejected and you're going to get made fun of and whatever else. But uh, it's just. I don't like drama. I don't like games mm-hmm. and uh, I've seen what it does. And it's just, it's, it's, I feel like it's far more pain and just way too much work. So I'm like, I'm just, I am who I am. And I, and I just wanted to put it out there and just whatever happens happens. So, and that's pretty much what I was, I was like, this is my chance to, to do this and whatever happens happens. And I'm, and I have no regrets about it. So you got her thinking though. I mean, on the, on the, from the ep- watching the episode, cause she broke up with her boyfriend that she was seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, after that. So the the question is, did you guys ever get together like and actually have a relationship or is it just friends from then on? It was friends from then on. The thing is, is like her and I have always had so much and not to say that we have more going on than anybody else in the world. But I mean, if anybody is alive, they should know that a lot of crap happens in life. And her and I are not that close as far as physical um, with the distance. So it's like she's always got so much going on on her end, um, and so do I. And it just it never really we we're always um, going to be close friends, and we plan on visiting again. Um, and I really wanted to start visiting, and I actually wanted to start uh, meeting some of the other people that have been on the show as well, because I've actually become pretty good friends with a few different people. 
Um, and so I wanted to do like a traveling thing to start meeting some people. And then, you know, pandemic thing happened and kind of did a little blockage for a lot of people yeah. in different ways. <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Um, you, so you guys are still friends, you and Kim. You yeah. guys are so good, so close and everything. is is talk mm-hmm. regularly. That's all. That's awesome. I mean, you think about that. Now it's a friendship almost 20 years, right? Around 20 years. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, so you guys are, you know, you ever think like maybe one day um, that you guys will get together and maybe, you know, have a relationship and have, maybe have a future together? Or is that just better off as friends? I mean, I don't want to say no. I feel like I'm just... I'm I'm a romantic, so like there's a part of me that's always like, oh, when am I gonna have love? Or like, if I have an interaction with a with that's a me. woman, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is this? So like, even just a stranger, like some a uh, woman will bump into me, and I'm like, is this how it starts? And I'm like, this is how every this movie I've watched started. Yeah, <laughs> this is the origin story to my my Hallmark uh, Christmas movie love story. This now, is how uh, Notting Hill started. He bumped into her with <laughs> <exactly>. an orange juice. <laughs> that's how I am. But then right now, um, the, the realistic part of me, um, I'm in a certain part of my life journey where no matter how lonely I am, I'm like, um, you know, I got out of a relationship. Maybe this is, all right, I'm not even gonna try to guess. I'm so bad at just remembering stuff, especially stuff that I don't like thinking about. So <laughs> when it comes to like an ex relationship, I'm like, I think that was like a year ago, maybe something. Um, whatever it is, is like a lot has changed since my breakup. And uh, I'm in a place where I'm finally like living my life by my choices. A hundred percent. I'm, I'm a hundred percent independent. Uh, you know, I do everything on my own. I'm living in an area I want to live in. People are like, why did you move to Los Angeles? I'm like, I don't know. No. Why not? Because <laughs> it's yeah, Los Angeles. Like, well, but everybody, everybody's like, Oh, it's crazy over there, whatever. And I'm like, dude, it, it, okay, my life's been crazy since I've been alive. So yeah. no matter where you go, no matter where you go, you get to decide what level of crazy really is. Like you get to decide no matter where you go, there's good and bad. So like, of course, Los Angeles is, has a lot of crappy stuff going on right now, but what place isn't? Yeah, I live like, in New York. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. It's... You know what I'm talking about. If you can find your Zen in a place like Los Angeles or New York, you can find it anywhere. And that's kind of what my goal is, is like Los Angeles is kind of forcing me so I've been working on my mental. I went down there. It wasn't like I didn't plan it. Um, I went. I've been working many, many years on my mental health, my financial situations, and just like be, becoming the person I want to be. I'm working that way, and I'm ready. And that's why I moved down there. So, um, yeah, that that's the place that I'm at right now. And I know that. Like, I'm not saying that I couldn't be in a relationship, but that's not. I'm not trying to be, I guess, okay. right now, that even makes, though, yeah. It makes total sense. So. I mean, I think about that too. Like, you know, sometimes I'm the same way. I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I watch, life, right? yeah, I watch, <laughs> it's the worst. I watch rom-coms all the time and I'm like, yes, I want that. But then like, sometimes I'm like, do I really want this? Like, is it, yeah. I need to do other things. Like, you know, like I had a big life change myself. I, I moved into a new apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, Just the whole, you know, coming out of this whole pandemic, like I had, you know, I lost a bunch of weight. I put some back on. I'm now starting to get back into it. So, yeah, there is a lot of changes going on. But it's funny, like, mm-hmm. that's funny. How you really came up to that I wanted you on the show was, um, so I had, like, a long-distance kind of thing during the, the pandemic. Um, and it was kind of, and my, my friend Tracy Carnazzo, who actually got us together here, mm-hmm. she actually joked around saying it was, like, an episode of Catfish, only that you know that the, you guys know what you, each other look like. 
because uh-huh. it was always like, when are we going to go and see each other? Like, because it's, it's, you know, so far away and no travel. Like, yeah. I was actually supposed to go out to California and the travel ban hit like, mm-hmm. you know, so it was either go and then I'd have to like quarantine for two weeks, miss work, miss pay. Uh-huh. You know, I couldn't afford that. So that's how it was. Tracy was always like, you're being catfished by somebody you actually know. You know, so it was like, <laughs> but I get that, like, you know, so you're doing things for you now. Um, and mm-hmm. I've kind of like, I was, you know, going through your social media page and everything. Um, I like the whole, um, your Instagram handle, Motivation. Nice play on words. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So you're now like, is it your goal now to, to help people and to kind of like show them like, listen, it's, you're never too far gone. Things can be done. Uh, exactly. Um, until I moved to Los Angeles, I I started Motivation a couple of years ago because um, I always knew that I wanted to be an entertainer and um, a motivational speaker. I didn't know how I was going to do things. I've always wanted to get into stand-up comedy. I Are you doing stand-up sing- now? Um, I've done uh, – I'll have to send you a, a couple of the clips. See, here's the thing. Instead of going to open mics like a real comic should go do – I always seem to push myself to to show up at a competition with experienced comedians. I mean, obviously there's non-experienced ones there too as well, for sure. <laughs> but I always seem to show up like the, I've been on stage. Um, I think three times now. Yeah. Each one, one was for like. Uh, so that they have that competition on was it comedy or NBC? Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Last Comic Standing. Um, yeah, that okay. one. So they had that. I don't know if it's still out or not, but they had that going for a while. And then, but that wasn't the competition I did. It was like, it was one that wasn't filmed uh, called Stand Up for Diversity. And uh, I it was like a that. side thing. Yeah. yeah. So I went to San Francisco that year and went up there and they give you one minute to do stand up. And I'm like, I'm not a professional or anything, but I'm like, this is like, I feel like someone who's seasoned and has like really great jokes probably can do that one minute and hit it really hard. But I'm like, I'm up there with that one minute, like, like trying to like deliver it and act like I'm not nervous. Um, <laughs> and so there was some experience from doing it, but, and then I, I've been doing Portland's uh, competition that they have um, Portland's funniest. Uh, I think that's what it's called. I have such a horrible memory. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I just did it like last year. I'm like, what's it called? I don't know. Um, but anyway, my point is, is I always seem to go up there for competitions and I push myself to go out there and I am getting experience from doing that. But, uh, I do now that I'm in Los Angeles, want to start going to the open mic. Yeah. You're in, and... you're in a great spot for it. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. that's the only advice I give to, to comics starting out is just write and get up. There's no other, mm-hmm. there's no other, there's no magic potion. There's no, uh, writing, getting up and those open mics that you're doing, you're going to do, they're going to be horrible. Mm-hmm horrible oh yeah <laughs> it's gonna be worse than having your love life exploited on television believe me uh-huh. you're gonna wish for 10 more catfish episodes some of these open mics i went to i've you know, I, i've been through the pits you know it's it's but that's part uh-huh. of you know getting through stand-up but it's 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 good though it'll build your like when you get now like what you're saying when you get up and you have a minute you're like oh no i can hit this mm. minute because a minute yeah. in stand-up can be very long it can be very short yeah um, <laughs> what you'll learn is with the open mics and everything is kind of how to trim that. Um, they call it trimming the mm-hmm. fat off a joke and seeing what hits, seeing what works. And plus you'll network with other comics too. Like you'll, you'll get mm-hmm. a group of guys or, and girls that that's your crew and you'll, you know, go on and you're in, listen, you're a great spot. I think if you're not doing comedy in LA, 
New York, Boston, Chicago. I mean, that's mm-hmm. really the place of some places in Florida. Now Texas, Texas beca- is yeah, this. Texas yeah, is becoming exactly. a hub because everybody moved there. But like you know, uh-huh. in these they big, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, to Austin. I mean, everybody moved to uh-huh. Austin during the pandemic because you could walk around freely. Um, yep. <laughs> and there's a club here that moved to that shut down here that moved to and then uh, we moved over there. Yeah, it's called um, uh, Creek in the Cave. It was in Long okay. Island City here in in uh, in New York, and they. Um, they went down to Texas. They opened up, and they're in Austin. And Rogan's opening up a comedy club down there. So uh-huh. I mean, hopefully, stand up comes back. But again, you're you're in a great spot for it. And I know LA is yeah, a place. LA is a place I always wanted to go to. Here's the thing: Have you gone to the nine hundred two one zero house yet? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I know. Um... I figured that is a no. I just had to because that's the first thing I want to do if I ever go to LA is go to the nine hundred two one zero house. That's funny because. Uh... One of the things I wanted to start putting content out, like just for me, like if stuff happens, that's great. But as we were talking about before, I'm not going to pay for people to see my weird TikToks or whatever. <laughs> um, but I, one of the plans, because I'm like, I'm in a hub of like uh, Hollywood history of so many things they've built mm-hmm. here, even if they weren't saying that it was Hollywood, obviously they use it a lot. Um, but there's just so many spots and I'm, I just want to, for my own fun, uh, film myself going to these different places that they've shot stuff um, and just kind of talking about it. And plus, there's just so many unique cultures out here, I'm sure, just like New York and like so many different restaurants, so many different just events and buildings and people. And there's just there's so much going on here. And I'm excited to kind of highlight that and just kind of explore it myself for fun. But uh, with the stand up stuff, um, I definitely am excited because just a few times that I've been to those competitions, somehow fighting through my heart attack that was happening in my chest before I went out there and like all the anxiety. Um, I'm, as I'm sure, you know, oh, I actually yeah. watched some, of your, <clears throat> I watched some of your stuff before we got on and I was laughing pretty hard walking down the street. Oh, um, that old stuff. Oh, it's so old. That yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, it was so funny. <laughs> Thank though, you. Dude. Thank uh, you. Was it the, the, the holes less traveled or whatever. Yes. Um, (laughs) A very, very true story. That's what my, my comedy is very autobiographical. And yes, that Mm -hmm. was um, basically what I was doing was choosing to get deeper into it. I was choosing Uh food over my relationship and letting food control Uh my life that I was letting all aspects of it just go, you know, and I was, cause I was in a depression um, Mm -hmm. after my mom passed away in 2008 I kind of pushed everything down and just didn't mm-hmm. deal with it as I usually do with everything. I know all about that. Yeah. Man. As I do with everything, you just push it down. Yeah. It'll go away. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. it's like you know, now I'm dealing yeah, with when it. When it comes it's, back. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. So, um, but that's kind of brought me, brought me to stand up on the subject of it. Um, mm-hmm. I was in a bad relationship. I was engaged and I didn't want to get out of it because I'm like, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to, you know, move on with my life and try to be an adult. And yeah. when that relationship, I kind of found stand up towards the end of it. She actually pushed me towards it. So I always think that things happen for a reason. And yeah. I was meant to be with this person because when she got dropped me off, I had stand up. And that was the first thing because my wrote my my life actually kind of went like at a crossroad. You know, there's a crossroads and it actually. I came to a fork in the road where I had to make a decision, like what I was going to do. Was I going to go down this path or that path? Mm-hmm. And, you know, things happened with us where I could have just swallowed it and stayed. But I was like, I decided to go and I wasn't going to do comedy anymore. Like I would, I associated mm-hmm. comedy with her. 
you know, that romantic, never do it again. It was for her. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and I remember my, I, I was going to do, and this is like, you know, an open mic. Just, I was going to go mm-hmm. do an open mic at this place in Huntington. If you're from New York, you know where that is. And mm-hmm. I told my dad I'm not doing it. And he was like, no, no, we're going. And he goes, and he called, <laughs> and he got a bunch of his friends to come with me too. So it was like, and I had that feeling of like, you know, after the worst moments of my life, mm-hmm. at that up to that point, like, you know, losing my mom, I lost my job. I, I lost, you know, my fiance and I had to move back home. But here I am on stage with a microphone and there was no, I never felt more powerful, more confident. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I wasn't good. I was second, my second time on stage. Yeah. I was horrible. I, yeah. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> But just that, <laughs> that feeling of being up there, it really, if I could, and that's what I try to, if I can just try to get that feeling across to somebody and like, no, no, do this because it is, uh-huh. it will. And it sounds like you're coming, you know, into your own with that stuff too. You know, I, I've noticed mm. what you've done. You, you've, you've lost weight. Um, you're maintaining. I mean, you, you're doing, you're doing great on that aspect. You know, you, you keeping, you're trying to get your mental health in check. What's yeah. like the next goal now? Now you're in LA. You said you wanted to do some content, mm-hmm. but like, is it like to get up and and speak in front of people, um, using comedy and motivation? Is that could that be something you might be doing? Yeah. So um, and that reminds me too that I didn't finish my point on the motivation thing, which connects with this. Is when I started doing the motivation videos, what they were, it was almost like a, a it was a daily vlog, and I made a a goal to make a video and there wasn't like a length or what at first they used to be like, I didn't know. I wasn't thinking about everybody's uh, low attention spans. So sometimes it would Bad. be like 20 minutes, <laughs> 20 minutes long, like unedited of me. Like, and so what I think about blah, 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 blah. And everybody's like, dude, I didn't even make it 10 seconds in. But uh, so I definitely have evolved as far as the editing. It's funny because Neve and, and Max, they're both still like close friends of mine. And Neve was, uh, he actually helped me change a lot of motivation because he was like, hey, man, I like watching your stuff, but can I give you a pointer? And he was just like, dude, you need to trim this down like a lot. <laughs> and, I, and once he told me that, I was like, that makes sense. And so I started chopping it down and making it a lot. It, it's a lot better than it used to be. But my whole point with that was to something for him. I said, I'm going to do this for me. Obviously I love to do stuff for other people. And so it's not only motivating for me to do it for myself, something to document my journey along the way. But if it just so happens to help one other person to see that they're not alone, to see that somebody else is, cause you know, like I said, I put everything out there. So, yeah. um, it's been very therapeutic because it's been more than one person, people literally all over the globe because they keep showing the show everywhere. Like I'll have, just random people from other countries, like people in Africa are like, Hey man, they just started showing it here and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's crazy. And so, uh, you know, I have people from all over the world watching the stuff, not only supporting, but also just letting me know that, you know, they've been through similar stuff or like, I've had people tell me that they were, uh, suicidal. Cause I also try to support people and talk to yeah. as many people as I can just in general. So I'll listen to people's stories and, and I'll talk to them. And I've had um, individuals tell me that they were going to kill themselves. And after talking to me and getting support from me, like, I don't know how true that is because anybody can say anything. I don't know why you would lie about that. But if it is true that, you know, that makes me feel good to be able to be able to help other people. Because, you know, as you know, I'm sure there's been a lot of times in my life where I felt 
like I was the only one going through my own, when you're trapped in your own mind, you know, you feel like you're the only one going through the hardships you're going through. No one could ever understand and those kind yeah. of things. So that was the whole point of the videos. And they really helped me through a lot. They helped me work through a lot of things. Um, and I did that for a couple of years where I put one out every single day. And I got to a point where I was getting better at editing them. And I realized, um, that I grew to a point where I don't need to do them every single day. Um, it's a little much for everybody that's trying to keep up with them. <laughs> and then also it, it just, I realized there wasn't a lot of content there because I had worked through a lot of stuff okay. and I didn't need to do that. So where I'm at now is um, I decided to move to Los Angeles. I actually haven't made one in a while cause I was going through some stuff with my move. Uh, <laughs> I think you said you have like a, a niece or nephew, right? I have a, uh... I have, yeah, I have um, two nieces, two nephews. Okay, so yeah. I was going to, I think I heard that on a podcast you were saying. Uh, so I know you're going to understand this, but I'm pretty new to the uncle game. Um, my niece is two, I think, and my nephew's like three. So oh, wow, congrats. It's, uh, yeah, thanks. And That's awesome. uh, But the thing was, is I was living with my sister and my buddy when they had the kids. Um, and so I was like, I literally, they were there and I've been there since they've been existing. So that was a couple of years of living with them. And then, then I left them and went to Los Angeles. That was a hard hit. Like, I mean, just leaving my yeah. family in general. Yeah. So I kind of um, was trying to collect myself and make sure, you know, I was staying on the grind, working on everything um, and just making sure that I just don't lose my mind completely. And so uh, now that I'm back up to visit, I'm actually back up here right now for Thanksgiving, just to recharge and visit the family. Um, I'm feeling really good about things and okay. I made it a goal. I was like, you know what? You're being kind of a baby right now uh, <laughs> when I got down there, but I was still handling my business. And I said, okay, I'm, you can be a baby, but after Thanksgiving, after you visit and stuff, when you get back down, it's time to do what you came here to do, which is, you know, live the life that I want to live. So yeah, man. I want to plan on making uh, just more motivation. Like what you were saying, my goal, I finally figured out what I want to do which is uh, I want to do a mixture of like motivational comedy because I feel like comedy is good medicine and I kind of want to mix the two together. So when I do stand up, which I was kind of proud of my last one I did, um, I'm trying to figure out how to, to make it funny and relatable, but also have like a message in there yeah. and, and something important. So that's kind of what my goal is. And to just, I mean, this sounds cheesy, but to live my life to the fullest, which is what I'm doing for the first time in my entire life. And it's just like saying yes to whatever, do it, going on the adventures, doing what I feel like I'm destined to do, which is, you know, um, put myself out there and support other people. And uh, yeah, so that's the plan. And um, I don't know, I'm really excited about it to finally just be in a lane that, that I chose to be in. <laughs> It sounds great. I mean, you sound like you're you're in a good place. And like you said, like you have a plan. And that's the most important thing is like, you know, mm -hmm. you want to do the videos. You, you, you want to, you know, you're in L.A. You want to take advantage of that. And it mm -hmm. kind of sounds like you coming home now for Thanksgiving, like you're kind of like reflecting on like, yeah, I did that. And it, it's like almost like you're rewarding yourself in a way. Uh, mm -hmm. Lack of a better term, like you're looking back and you're like, no, I, I did all this. I, I'm, in, I'm in L.A. now. And you're in a good place. You sound like you're in a really good place. I mean, just go, you mm -hmm. know, go watching, the, like I said, the other episode the other day. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, what you were talking about there to listening to you now, it's like two different people almost. Like you mm-hmm. really. Oh, I, I feel like it. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Like, and it, it takes a while to get there. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm I different than where I was five years ago. But in a way, I, I'm so I still struggle with things like I, I I'm very open with my my battles with anxiety this year. Uh, my struggles mm-hmm. with that and, and how it's affected me. And I never had it before. So it's very, very scary when it happened. Um. Um, yeah, it is a horrible, horrible feeling. And I feel like depression and anxiety are both horrible. And I feel like some people are trying to get angry at people that talk smack because they don't understand. But it's also like a lot of people have it. Why would any like they, they think that you're just like making excuses or something. And I'm like, yeah. I can't explain to you what an anxiety attack feels like. Like I can try my best, but you're not going to know unless you have it. Like, it's just not, you do not want to feel it. Believe me. No, no. <laughs> I thought every time I've had one, I thought I was dying. I mean, that was really the, exactly. The, I'm like, yeah. I'm waiting for any moment, my heart to explode. Like that's exact. Mm-hmm. That's every feeling I've had. And now I kind of can recognize that it's not, I'm going to be okay. I just have to get through it. And that's like the mm-hmm. hard part like that, that, but yeah, yeah, that feeling it's, it's the worst feeling ever. I mean, I, I can't, I can't explain it to people. Um, like at work, I had one, they had to call the ambulance. I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. I said, listen, I said, no, I, I understand that for sure. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it happened there. I, I made my dad one day take me to the emergency room. Um, mm-hmm. you know, to deal with that is what, you know, cause I thought I was having a heart attack. And then one night, not too long ago, I woke up out of his, it woke me out of my sleep. And that mm-hmm. was the first time that happened to me. And I, Oh yeah. That was probably the most scary. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, this is it. I mean, this is like, you know, I'm going to, my heart's You're like, explode. if it woke me up, it must be serious for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I was dreaming of. I mean, I was giving my, you know, anxiety, my dream. Um, but it was, I just, it, I woke up and I couldn't breathe. And like, I felt like that, like, yeah. it was just like, something was like, you know, laying on top of me. Like I just couldn't, mm-hmm. and I couldn't really move really. And then like, I got up, I sat up. I got a glass of water. I sat on the couch and I just put TV on and like I took some CBD oil. I breathed mm-hmm. and I passed out on the couch and then I went back to bed. But it was it's it, it knocked it knocked me out for a little bit. Like my, my nerves were shaky. And yeah, is that like how you get no, it to like a couple, the next couple of days? It's like you, your nerves are on edge. Yeah, if it's the really if it's a really bad attack. Um, so I feel like for me, I feel like my anxiety definitely has different levels, different situations. I feel like I have like an, a, uh, a, a normal level. That's like always there underneath yeah. everything where like, I feel, I used to get, and this I'm not trying to make anybody feel sorry for me, but they used to get beat up a lot when I was a kid. So I think like a lot of that anxiety, like when I'm walking down, like even if I'm just alone in my room, I'm like, Oh, someone could break in and do something like that kind of, I'm always thinking of the different things. So if I'm walking down the street, there's just like a normal thing. Like is someone following me? Like that kind of anxiety. Um, when the oh, it definitely, happen. yeah, it definitely beats it on your your psyche. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and uh, the the heart attack stuff. Um, that's like my number one. Just from being big, I've always thought yeah. like, oh, the way I'm going is going to be a heart attack. And then when you start freaking out, obviously you could feel your heart starting to speed up, especially because like a lot of times when my anxiety kicks in, I'll start pacing. So of course my body's like, Hey, what's this physical activity? What's this? Like, of course your heart's pounding and I'm like, it's going faster now. It's going faster. And there's been times where I'm like laying, I'm like, I'm, I've actually thought that I was dead. Like I was freaking out so bad. I'm like, I'm dead right now. I'm just a ghost. (laughs) I'm like, I'm rising above my body to see what's going on. 
no, I've I've been there. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding weird, but because uh, I'm I'm new to it, so I'm not trying to preach to anybody, or I just want to extend it to anybody who's never tried it, because I used to think um, it was weird because I didn't know about it. But meditation, I don't know. Well, oh, it's not weird. No, it. not weird at all. I've heard a yeah, lot of people have like success people with that. Have like a stigma on it, or they think like you're part of a cult or something. And I, I, I didn't know a lot about it and my mind's always racing and I, and I always beat myself up. And so that brings me to when I've always tried it, I've always felt like a failure immediately because I'm like, Oh, you have to clear your mind completely and blah, blah, blah. And then I watched a show on Netflix that talked about it and gave me a different perspective. And it basically saved my life because I finally gave it a try um, back in May and I have uh, done it every single day since. And um, I have seen very huge benefits from it. I'm like obsessed with it actually, just because of how much it has changed my life. Um, especially in the anxiety level, like the ex- my anxiety, I'm not saying it's gone, um, but it is so drastic. The change, like I feel like an entirely different person. So um, yeah, I haven't actually you're had... dealing with it. I mean, that's the whole. You're, yeah, you're, you're fighting it. I mean, think about it. You're you mm-hmm. you you get up every day and like you do this thing where you're you're clear. I think that's like you said it's always going to be there probably. But mm-hmm. your first thing you're doing to start your day is you're getting rid of any negativity and everything. And that's mm-hmm. I mean, people are gonna say it's hippie. It's, you know, uh, exactly you know, whatever. That's but, why I feel weird. <laughs> no, but, but don't. But you know what though. It's for you. It's not for anybody else. I mean, I don't care yeah, what anybody exactly. thinks. I mean, that's the thing. I guess getting older too. Like I, the older yeah. I get, the less I care what, I, what anybody <laughs> thinks about what I do. Um, uh-huh. But no, it's it, it's. I've seen. I've I've never done it, but like it definitely is something that intrigues me a little bit because I know people who do it, and they said they feel like a million times better just to start the day. Well, here's the thing: is uh, so my suggestion to you and anybody else listening that might be like, eh, about it. Um, there's a show on Netflix called Headspace Guide to Meditation, and um, I won't go into too much detail, but it, it really shows the perspective of different ways to do it and how to look at it in a different way than what it's because obviously it's not entirely advertised by normally. It's usually yeah. you see people that might be called hippies or whatever, like yoga type guru type people. And so I feel like some people might be like, what is this weird? magical stuff and i'm like it is magical if you give it a try but i think the best way to look at it is um because i think anxiety comes from different things going on in your body physically uh trauma that you've experienced in your life and what you have going on right now things that you have suppressed i think meditation besides the actual physical that was part of it on the show as they tell you like the scientific study behind it where actually your brain changes as you're doing it but other than that, I think the best way to look at it is because um, I have so many crazy thoughts just shooting all day long. <laughs> yeah. and a lot of it is like, who's going to climb through the window and stab me? Like all these different <laughs> like insane thoughts. And then you also have the thoughts of judging yourself for having those thoughts. You're like, I'm a psycho, blah, blah, blah. And then just whatever, life comes at you hard. But when you do the meditation, I think it starts to help you to realize that you're not those thoughts in that you can kind of like watch them and go by and be like, okay, that's a crazy thought, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to hold it in. I'm going to watch it go by and know that that this thought 
you know, this crazy thought is not me and I don't need anything from it. And to kind of like start, start looking at the different lanes of thoughts that you have going on instead of letting them pile and pile until it comes out in insane panic attacks. So if, if we get anything out of this, I'm telling you, man, since I started, um, I haven't even been close to a panic attack. Like, That's and I awesome. used to have them, I used to have them frequently, but the, the minute that I started doing it, I already started feeling better, but just like, I've, that's why I don't want to stop doing it. Like yeah. I, I missed one <laughs> since, since May, I started on May 4th. Yeah. And I remember because of like, uh, isn't that like Star Wars day? I think May 4th. Yeah. So I remember that. May I'm like, oh, this with is you. cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that'll help me remember like the day that I started. And since then I only missed one day because I partied too hard and, and just missed that. I was like, oh no, I missed my window. Um, I'm really hard on myself too, because you don't have to do it every single day, but like, I'm so obsessed with it and competitive that I'm like, Oh, I got to keep up my streak. Well, you gave yourself <laughs> a, a challenge and a goal and you know, you're trying to achieve a goal with it. And like you said, and it, I think you get like, um, like that competitive with it because like, it makes you feel so good. And you have like, you know, if you, you have anxiety, you go through it, anything that can make that feel better. It's mm-hmm. definitely a thing. I mean, I I started using CBD oil a little bit, and that's helped me. I, you ever tr- you've tried that? Does it work for you? Um, I haven't tried it recently. I probably should because when I tried it, it was like at the height of my anxiety, and I was like, I don't know if it's my weight or what. Um, I just didn't feel. I just it made me feel tired. That's it. Like I was so exhausted, and then I'm yeah. like, so now I'm not really. I'm like, I'm not really anxious, but now I'm just irritated because I'm tired. Because if I'm tired, I'm not a good person to be around. <laughs> and I was about to do, um, um, I'm, I don't know if you've heard of Kill Tony. Yes. The podcast where they, yeah, you sign up and you get on. Like, I was going to that. Um, I didn't know if I was going to get on or not. I was going to put my name in. So, like, when I was going there, the anxiety was kicking in. I'm like, let me try the CBD. I literally drank, like it said to do like drops. I started just drinking the whole bottle, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, the only thing that I noticed was I was exhausted and my lips were tingling. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) and I didn't get picked. Thank God. I was not ready. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Like they would have (laughs) tore me to pieces. I'm like, let me go up there and not only get rejected, but ripped apart by like the meanest people. Well, my lips are tingling and I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey guys, lips are tingling. That's all I got. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I do the droplets under the tongue, but it's yeah. I mean, you take too much of it, you start to feel it. You get it definitely makes you tired. I it helps me sleep, you know, at night mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, that's what that's what I know that my anxiety is bothering me is when I can't go to sleep at night because my X Men power has always been I could fall asleep anytime, anywhere, anytime, anytime of day. Anytime you want. Yeah. And, yeah, and my whole family, all the, the men in my family can. It's our it's a D-Domenico X-Men power mm-hmm. that we can fall asleep anytime we want. That and sounds if, dope. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm laying there at night and I can't fall asleep, I'm like, here it comes. Like I know, so I'm like, I just start like preparing for it. And I'm like, okay, let me take the steps where this won't be an issue tomorrow. Like where I can actually get some mm-hmm. sleep and, and function as an adult. Um, so I take the CBD. I do my breathing exercises and I just like, you know, try to clear, you know, that's the thing is clearing your head. I mean, getting that, those mm-hmm. thoughts out of it because all of a sudden, like you said, like I'm thinking about this and thinking about that. And I think about like, why in 1997 did this happen? Yeah. That I, you know, I could have changed my whole life event if I just did this. Uh-huh. And then you go down that rabbit hole of like, you know, well, if that happened, I would have been here by now and then I would have done this and that, <laughs> you know, but, um, 
Yeah, it's it's something that you you know people deal with that if you don't like you said you don't go through it, you're not going to respect you know. it and you're not going to understand. Um, mm-hmm. So now, where can people like find you and get this information and get this content? Um, if you so right now because of the catfish stuff, it's pretty easy to find me if you just put in my name. Uh, if you put Matt Lowe, M A T T L O W E. Especially on Facebook, I should be like the first person that pops up. Um, if you put Matlow Catfish, like just in Google, there you it is. Be able to find me. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, and I post a lot, so and not all of it's the greatest stuff, but uh, <laughs> just because I put my thoughts out there, and people are like, "Why do you just not nah, do it, so man?" Much- yeah, why are you putting so many thoughts out there? I'm like, "Why can't I?" Everybody else yeah. is putting dumb stuff out there. I'm gonna put out what I'm thinking. But, uh, you got to put like uh, TikToks of like you know put Mentos and Coke like that you know that's the yeah. that's the thing and, and trying to drink <laughs> it while it's happening that's more intelligent than actual stuff. thought. The stuff aliens see and don't judge us for for sure. Yeah, no, um, they can turn around and go yeah, back. And <laughs> I think on uh, I think I changed my TikTok to because I do have like a lot of different lanes of uh, entertainment type stuff I want to okay. do like singing singing dancing like literally this is the time of my life where because i've always been an expressive person but i've always suppressed it and so now i'm just that's my whole point of going to los angeles is just to explore all of the different talents that i have and learn some new ones while i'm at it but tiktok i think it's uh right now it's the low the the low show the low show um yeah and then uh instagram is motivation so like the word motivation with my last name in the front so uh yeah that's the plan is to just try to make some more motivating stuff and 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 document my life and try to put it in the lane of uh the short attention span because that's what we all have now thanks to technology so (laughs) try to edit it better so people don't fall asleep while they're watching it and if you do (laughs) if you do go back and watch matt's uh episode it's episode um three of season one he is one of the the only that didn't try to trick anybody. He didn't try to pull any tricks up his sleeve. I mean, I saw one, the probably the best line, and I don't know if anybody remembers this. I saw one where like um, this girl was trying pretending to be a guy, and she said she had sex with other girls, and Neve was like, "Well, how do you do that?" And she was like, "Lambskin doodle." And to me, that is like, <laughs> if if you talk to Neve, can you just ask him that the lambskin doodle girl on catfish i don't know if he'll remember it or not but to me that it's in my like it's, in, it's burned in my head and i'll never get out but because oh, she awesome. said it so nonchalant I was like well lambskin doodle that's how you do it like, you know? <laughs> so matt wasn't no lambskin doodle he was actually being himself nope. and that really came across on that episode and um i really want to thank you for coming on today it was it was a lot of yeah, fun no, talking thank to you. you and uh you know i there's a lot of parallels like you know with go you know, diving into your story with things I went through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if anybody out there, listen, definitely follow Matt. He's got a great story and I can't wait to see all the stuff that comes out and uh, to help Thanks, everybody man. else, with their mental health and everything else. And uh, follow Matt at motivation. Matt, again, once again, it's been a pleasure, man. And uh, hopefully we could do this again soon. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, again, once again, you can follow Matt over at Lotivation and check out his episode on Catfish. It's episode three, season one. Once again, everybody, I want to thank everybody who joined us on Instagram Live and on Facebook Live. As always, the podcast, though, is available at kmfpodcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. And while you're there, five-star rate and review. 
Love reading reviews. Love sharing them on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. And that's you. There will be a bonus episode this week. I'm not sure exactly sure what day. Possibly Wednesday. Maybe Friday because I'm off. I uh, definitely want to go into Thanksgiving talk with you guys and say what I'm thankful for and uh, talk about the holiday and everything. So you can get that at patreon.com slash KMF podcast. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. You can find this on iTunes, but also my best friend Nick wrote this song. He's got a new band out called Demon Scar, dropping new music like crazy. Got a live album out, Demon Scar, live at Beery's. It's available on iTunes. Also go to demonscar.bandcamp.com. Once again, the only place to go for your deli needs, Long Island, Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show and then get yourself an Uncle Cheese, the best sandwich out there. Not just because it's named after me. It really is that good. Finsdeli.com. Once again, thank you so much to everybody who tuned in. Thank you for tuning in for 200 episodes. Let's do 200 more. How about that? I'll talk to you all next week. Have a good one.